0: Everybody out there, this is Kevin O'Connell with the Niche Movement podcast, episode five. Before I get into it, just going to give you a quick highlight. So basically, I talk about controlling your own destiny. I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of ups and downs, and a lot of wins and successes, a lot of emotions. Uh, that have been happening over the last couple weeks here and so I just want to kind of share what that's about but before I even jump into it we have our one of our first questions here from Matt Ebert from Virginia Tech and you'll hear me get into his question and give give him an answer there so again make sure at any time during this podcast you tweet us your questions comment or shoot me an email with your questions and I'll give you our contact info at the end to do that thanks so much for listening and enjoy episode five all right, so episode five. Before we fully get into controlling your own destiny, I want to field a question here that we got last week from Matt Ebert from Virginia Tech, good friend of our new friend of ours uh, here at the niche movement, and uh, he asked, "How do you satisfy professional niches with personal niches? <clears throat> Interest versus career type dilemma. Can they be integrated?" And my initial response is going to be immediately, Matt, to check out Dustin Ramsdell who started Hired Geek. He works for a school up in Maine and has been a good friend and support of the niche movement. But uh, I think he's completely up the alley. Um, and you even tweeted a second tweet here of uh, an article about Comic Con. But he's totally up your alley of what you might be looking for as far as uh, somebody that's combining his professional interest and personal interest. And uh, he has a love just like you for student affairs uh, and student development, as well as pop culture and, and things happening in the uh, you know the comic-con space and he actually just attended there but if you look at his blog you'll see everything that he's talking about and what he's into and he's really meshed together his interest and believe it or not he's uh, had a chance to be a part of a lot of great events that I know of throughout his career that have taken some type of personal interest to then bring it into the professional setting into higher ed um, but really I think I wrote about this in the book and you have this, this phrase of you should have a hobby that pays the bills a hobby that you can be creative in and a hobby to unwind. And so you know, for me, I love playing golf. Um, I don't make a dime off playing golf, but uh, it's something that I do to really stress, unwind, and, and kind of get out in nature and, and really meet new people and have fun with my friends and family, especially my dad and some of my best friends. Um, that has nothing to do with my professional career. Um, but my professional interests, as I s- assume you're alluding to, you know, are different. Um, I'm professionally interested, obviously, uh, into digital storytelling and social media and, and career exploration, um, but trying to find ways to bridge your interest together, especially in a, in a student, you know, in a higher ed setting, student affairs setting, uh, I think can totally be done. I mean, the next time you have an event planned, uh, see if you can reach out to somebody that you admire personally that, that's maybe writing something or blogging or does an event uh, and see if you can bring them in. or. Um, you know, show. If, you know, I'm not sure exactly what your personal niches are, but find some way to integrate that into your next staff training or your next meeting. Um, there's always some parallel. You know, I can remember my wife. Uh, we both love The Office, but she actually taught a training using examples from The Office and Michael Scott. So uh, there's so many ways to to bridge those two gaps together. So Matt, thanks for the question. I hope that gave you a good answer. So I really want to talk about controlling your own destiny, especially as an entrepreneur. Um, we had our friend Eric Redden suggest that we talk a little bit more about the startup life. And I think the next three or four podcasts are really going to dive into that, um, really going to kind of give you behind the scenes of what I've been going through, bo- both you know positively and negatively of doing this. And so talking about controlling your own destiny, as an entrepreneur, you know, you really, it's in your hands. Um... Especially as a solo opener, you make the calls. You decide your priorities. Um, you decide when you want to work, how you want to work, who you want to work with, how you're going to market yourself, how you're going to brand yourself, how you're going to get new clients. And you know, starting out and even right now, you got to be scrappy. And the biggest thing that over the last seven or eight months that has stuck with me is uh, motivation. Um, starting this out, I had 110% motivation, uh, would put in as long hours as possible, um, was really, really into it. I still am today, but um, you know, I, you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you're your own boss, and so the motivation is going to come and go. I can tell you when we moved to DC and working for my new house here in Alexandria, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I can get used to this. Um, the next thing you know, it was the middle of winter. And you know, you'd be working in the morning and then kind of eating lunch and then figuring out what, what else there is to do around the house. And um, So some days got long. You know, I would take long breaks between writing, between working, between trying to get new clients. And uh, so motivation for me is a very, very tough one. Um, and it kind of comes and goes. The second one is work style. Um, I personally cannot work in one environment or one desk for more than a few hours, more than, more than a half a day. Currently, I'm recording this at the WeWork in DuPont Circle in D.C. Uh, I also work out of the Chinatown office. And just within the WeWork offices right now, I'm in uh, one of the five conference rooms. Before that, I was just out in the common area, of the kitchen doing work. Before that, I was in one of the booths doing work. Before that, I was up on the 12th floor meeting with people. So for me, I can't just sit stagnant in one office. I think there's a time and place to be in an office or, at a, or chained to a desk to kind of get work done. But my work style is I like to kind of do it in bursts and do it in different places. And you know, a lot of times I'm a morning person. I'll wake up at five, six in the morning, and and before I know it, I've done two hours of work, and I'll go take a break. I'll go for a run I'll go for a, you know take the dog for a walk. And so for me, it's not this nine to five concept. It's more or less when I have the energy and going back to the first point of motivation. Um, the third thing in controlling your own destiny is is priorities. Uh, one of the things I'm going to talk about and share. I think in a, the next a- episode is I had a phone call with my good friend Stacy Campisi, who's a life coach, and she graciously is willing to kind of you know every you know once a month kind of talk me through some of the things that are on my mind, both good and bad. And so I'm going to share that. But priorities for me, um, especially since this book came out, has been huge. Um, putting the book at the top of list in June and getting it out has relieved a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. And now that book is out, and now. I'm um, you know, worrying about redoing my website and uh, marketing the book and working with different organizations and securing those partnerships. And um, in addition, as you guys all know, if you're continuing listening, the digital media side and and the clients we have, the clients we're trying to keep on and the clients that we're trying to bring on as well. So for me, it's prioritizing every single day. And one of the things that we do is we make a you know to-do list, as I think I mentioned in podcast one or two, um, but it's being okay with what you have on your list and, and figure out what's going to make the greatest impact. So many, so many times some of the smallest stuff doesn't even matter, um, and luckily if you have some people around you that can help you cross those to-do, to-do items off the list, that really helps as well. The fourth one I really want to share that I think has been the toughest next to the motivation piece is the ebb and flow. Um, you know, Going into this in October, November, uh, I had one client, I had the book, and I was 110% moving forward. Then December, January, February—you um, know—was a little bit more of the outreach and a little bit more of All right. Let's let's figure out what the next step is. Let's finish writing this book. Um, luckily, on the digital media side, we got two more clients, and we did. We were really active. Uh, February, March, and April, and then May—you know—was busy, but we were able to kind of the the you know we hit the kind of the bottom of the peak, and now June and July is really really cr- crazy. But uh, from both a personal, professional, and financial side. I think a lot of people, and this is just, I'm learning so many uh, ins and outs here, to you're going to have good times, you're going to have bad times. You're going to be optimistic, you're going to be pessimistic. And I think the biggest thing is trying to be optimistic, but not too optimistic, where you can kind of be a little paranoid or a little pessimistic, that you never know, this could all be taken away tomorrow. Uh, I've been super fortunate and super lucky to make it on my own here for eight months, but... So there's that that opportunity to just remain kind of uh, consistently optimistic, but without being overly happy or confident, uh, as well as kind of just keeping your, your one eye on on what's going, what's coming up next, what else can you do? And um, one of the things you'll hear me talk about in the upcoming podcasts when I talk about um, with the interview I had with Stacy is I think sometimes me just being present and relying on serendipity um, is going to be huge. And you'll, you'll hear me kind of come to that revelation and why I'm bringing it up here in episode five. Um, so really, controlling your own destiny uh, is tough. Uh, it's rewarding. But looking at motivation, your work style, prioritizing, and, and realizing that there's going to be an ebb, ebb and flow of both work style, uh, success, and of uh, your personal life, um, that's a big one. Uh, but I've learned a ton and I hope that just kind of give you an insight here that you kind of hear in my voice that um, it's not always easy It's it's hap- I'm very happy, I'm very content, I'm very lucky but um, doing this stuff really kind of plays through your their head a little bit especially when you don't have a lot of people to bounce it off of but luckily between my parents, uh, my wife Courtney, my interns and some other folks in my inner circle you can kind of get that advice and kind of get that reality check um, that everything is going to be okay so uh, you'll hear more about that in episodes 6, 7, and 8. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, again, you can follow The Niche Movement at Niche Movement. You can connect with us at kevin at thenichemovement.com. And I highly recommend that you take a look at our book, The Niche Movement, The New Rules to Finding a Career That You Love on Amazon. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Take care.